Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens shall be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you will know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near and the very at the very gates truly i tell you this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away but about that day and hour no one knows neither the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father beware Keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. Well, it's finally here. No, I'm not talking about how it's finally the appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music, and I'm not also talking about that package that you've been waiting to arrive in the mail. What's finally here is Advent. And here at Holy Trinity, we've been donning the blue vestments for about three weeks now, but today officially marks the beginning of the liturgical season of Advent, complete with our wreath and everything else, our music, our hymns, but I have to admit, something feels a bit different this year. It's almost like this first week of Advent doesn't feel as climactic. And I've wondered about that. And as I wondered, I realized that maybe this first week of Advent feels less climactic because we have been in Advent, a season of waiting for nine months now. I mean, just think about it. This pandemic has had us waiting and longing for in-person activities and an effective vaccine since March. Not to mention the election season that had us waiting all on pins and needles. And even now, President Trump is still mounting challenges, hoping that the election results will be overturned in his favor. Still waiting. So even though this marks the beginning of Advent, the question in our minds right now is not necessarily how should we wait, but when will all of this waiting end? 
So preaching this first week of Advent is tricky this year. And I usually look forward to preaching Advent because it always feels like this patient, countercultural liturgical season in an instant gratification world. But instant gratification is not really our experience right now. So instead of doubling down and just focusing on the waiting or on the staying awake, even when many of us are losing sleep, or even on the increasing darkness of our days. Maybe we can just take some time right now and simply dream about what it is we're even waiting for. The vision that our text today paint is one that is a little bit more apocalyptic than we might expect. Mark's gospel, Jesus says this, but in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. And then in our first reading from Isaiah, the prophet writes this, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fires kindles brushwood, and the fire causes water to boil, and to make your name known among your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. I don't know, these visions are filled with the frightening power of God almost. But to a community that has been waiting, quietly facing their own private Armageddons many times over, I think this apocalyptic dream of the stars falling from heaven doesn't necessarily sound like the sky is falling, but a promise that God will tear open the heavens and come down to save us that there is nothing God will not do to be with us. Nothing can separate us from God. And in the true meaning of the word apocalypse, which means revelation, this pandemic has revealed so much to us in this time of waiting. Racism and police brutality are being revealed in horrific ways. People are living close to the economic edge and this pandemic has pushed them into freefall, even as the stock market is reaching record highs. It's revealing to us that our economy is not the stock market. Not to mention all the political divisions that have been revealed in our country during this election season. This has laid bare and revealed the real distance that exists between people's different definitions of truth. And throughout all these apocalyptic revelations, our scripture texts reveal to us a greater truth, one that promises that we can trust there is a relentless God that will stop at nothing and let no barrier get in their way to be with us. This is the promise that we wait with hope for. And while we wait, it is Paul today in 1 Corinthians who reminds us that we have been given everything that we need to endure this season of waiting. Paul insists that we lack no spiritual gift. 
he says with thanksgiving. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Jesus Christ. From in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and in knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. We do not lack because we are still being made. We are still being formed. We are held in the palm of God's hands. As our text from Isaiah attests, we are the clay, you are the potter. We are the work of your hand. And as we wait, there are signs of hope all around us. Moments of connection, moments of peace, moments of love, moments of justice, moments of gratitude. Cherish those moments as they remind us of God's presence among us, supporting us, holding us, even in our time of waiting. And until the last, God's dream will be fulfilled and a new heaven and earth and all creation will be resurrected. I can't tell you when the day or the hour that this will take place, but we can trust the promise that God will be present with us and strengthen us till the end. Until that time when, in the words of Reverend Lenny Duncan, we can remain to be an incarnational community and a placeholder for the kingdom to come. So as we begin this Advent, even though it feels like a never-ending Advent, we can look with hope to the promise of God who stops at nothing, not even death, to come and save us. God's grace has made us ready to receive that moment. In the meantime, God will sustain us. God will strengthen us. And God, our potter's hands, will support us in our waiting. Amen.